Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. Each week, I'm pretty much beyond excited to introduce you to my guests, but it doesn't get much better than this, guys. (laughs) I can't wait to introduce you to this week's guest, Andrew Davis. Andrew is a best-selling author and internationally acclaimed keynote speaker and is a mainstay on global marketing influencer lists. Before he built and sold a thriving digital marketing agency, Andrew produced for NBC's Today Show. He worked for the Muppets in New York and wrote for Charles Corralt. He's appeared in the New York Times, Forbes, the Wall Street Journal, and on NBC and the BBC. He's crafted documentary films and award-winning content from tiny startups to Fortune 500 brands. I'm proud to name Andrew among my clients and friends. You genuinely will not meet a more likable guy. Before we meet Drew, a quick word for those of you out there who are creating content consistently but need to free up some time on the creation, publishing and promotion side of that content. Do check out the packages that I offer for bloggers, podcasters and video content creators. Each package has a basic bespoke option and it's designed to help you keep producing quality content consistently, whether that is a blog, podcast or it's video content. So you can download the price guide, just visit hotcontent.co.uk forward slash services. So on with the main part of the show, let's meet the amazing Andrew Davis. Drew Davis, welcome to the podcast. Yay, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited that you're here. Hey, me too. Let's talk about it. It's going to be fun. We've got one hot thing in only 20 minutes. I know. (laughs) It can be done. It has been done and it can be done and it will be done. So um, I'm really excited what you're going to talk about. I already know. Oh, good, good. Let's do it. Let's let's just do it. Let's just dive straight in. Let's make this a grenade post. Let's just drop a bomb (laughs) and see what people think. Let's do it for Janet. Yeah. Let's do it for Janet. So could you tell us, Drew, what your one hot thing is going to be? Yes. My one hot thing is all about raising anticipation specifically so that you can close more deals, win more business, close them faster, and even at higher dollar amounts. And it's all about the things you do to build up the enthusiasm and excitement in your client or customer's mind so that they are so excited. They cannot wait to act. And, and inspires them to emotionally pull the trigger. Wow. And that's what we all want. So yeah. raising anticipation to close more deals yes. faster and at higher rates as well. Sounds brilliant. So yes. Would you like to just dive straight in and introduce us to your one hot thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So here's what raising, here's what we do. Like if you're, if you're selling coaching services or you're selling a, uh, an online, you know, class or a course, um, a lot of what we do is getting people to commit to one thing. Like it might be a meeting. Let's use a meeting as an example. If you say, hey, you get a free half hour with me to chat before we talk about an engagement, right? What most of us do is say, hey, pick a time on our calendar and then we'll sit down for that half hour. And when you've set that calendar appointment, they just get a confirmation. Sometimes it's automated. It's added to their Google calendar or to their calendar system. And you don't do anything between the time they set that calendar appointment and the time you have the meeting. 
Okay. Now in that time, a lot of other things happen. And if you try to get into the mind of that customer or client, you know, that meeting appointment comes, the calendar alert shows up and then they dial into the phone number or meet you on zoom. And next thing you know, you're in the middle of a meeting. We haven't done anything to change their expectation or get them more excited about that meeting. And, and like, I, like, I want you to kind of imagine it, chart it uh, on a piece of paper. And maybe, Natalie, maybe we can put a picture of the chart on the blog post so people can see yeah. what you're talking about. But mm-hmm. basically, think about the time you set that calendar appointment as time zero. Okay. And that's on the X axis and it goes all the way out to the, the, you know, the time after the meeting. Okay. Um, let's say that's three weeks just for fun. Um, and the meeting is at two weeks and on the Y scale, you have how excited or enthusiastic they are about your product or service on a scale of zero, which is zero. Zero is like, I forgot about this. I can't, I'm not excited at all. And a hundred is I cannot wait for this. I can't, I'm going to sign up right now. I don't mind how much it costs. I've got to do this, right? Okay. Start when you set that calendar appointment, you're at a 50 on that scale. So it's zero and 50. You have just set an appointment. Mm. Now, if you do nothing between that time and two weeks out, which is the time of the meeting, they are still at a 50, if not lower. If you've done nothing and their life has blown up and they've forgotten about the appointment and that morning they had to get a cavity filled at the dentist and now they get back to their office and they're like, oh my gosh, I have this meeting. They're now at like a 10 on the enthusiasm scale. Mm-hmm. You've got a long way to go in that one half hour meeting to get them from 10 or 20 back up to 100 so that they cannot wait to pull the trigger on what it is you're offering. Does that make sense so far? It does make sense. And can I just say, I'm really excited about this because I'm hoping I'm not alone in this, but I didn't realize you were supposed to do it anything so for me and I'm sure for a lot of people once you get that you get that call booked in or you get that meeting booked in you're like yeah job done sit back and wait for it to happen so I'm really really That's excited right. to, to find yes. out what else we can do in between and this is a flaw in our current like sales process you know we think the goal is to get that meeting mm. yes the first goal is to get that meeting and get it on a calendar and now you have an appointment the second goal is to raise anticipation of that appointment so that they cannot wait to get on that phone call which means you need to do some small things in between that time that you've set the calendar appointment and the time you have the call that raise anticipation for that call. So think about this. If you buy something online, there are like a few little things that get you more excited about the product that's about to arrive in your life than that, you know, then not. So like if you buy something online today, the first thing that happens is you get a confirmation email from them, right? So you're at a 50 when you buy that thing. But when you get the confirmation email, that's like, Hey, your credit card was processed. You're a little bit more excited because you've actually purchased that thing. You're now at like a 55. Okay. (laughs) Then an hour later, they send you a tracking number and they're like, Hey, here's the tracking number. Your product's going out the door. And you're like, wait, it really shipped. Like, yes. I mean, you're not consciously thinking this, but you see it slightly go going up a little bit. You're now at like a 60. And if you click that tracking number and go track the item and all of a sudden you see, oh, it's not actually a tracking number in the, tra- the like, the, you know, the system that's sending the, the, the product, you all of a sudden go back down to a 55. Mm. You know, so you can feel these little moments that are building anticipation of the product's arrival in your life. And you can even imagine that that's the moment you get that alert on your phone that's like your product was delivered, it's at your doorstep. You're like at a 50 or 60 <laughs> yeah. or 70 or 80, you're like, yes, it's yes. actually there. I can't wait to open it, yeah. right? 
that's building anticipation and they're doing it in very small transactional ways. Now, if you're selling a course or you're selling a coaching service, what you want to try to do is slowly build their anticipation of what they're going to get out of that meeting. So what is the first thing you could do? Now, you could send an email. Yeah, that would be great. You could uh, give them some homework. That would be nice too. You could send them a short video clip that's like, hey, you know, our meeting's in two weeks. And over the next two weeks, I want you to think about three things. There's no homework here, but I want you to be consciously noticing the times in your life where you feel stressed out or you feel like you're not making progress or you feel, and I want you to just have those in mind for our meeting. That gets them thinking about it even outside of the context of the interaction you sent. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a little video, 30 seconds, a minute long, that's getting them excited and introduced to your personality. That's one way. Okay. Um, Does that make sense so far? Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. I just need to scribble a note so I hope you can't hear it. So you carry on. Yeah. Yeah. So the... the, the, the other thing you can do is, is try to, if you're going to be working with other people um, or introducing other people, it's nice to get to know the team or people you're going to be working with or get to know before the meeting. A lot of meetings are spent making introductions. It's like, let me tell you who's on the call. And, you know, so if, it's a, if you're like an agency, let's say, and you're selling a service that three other people are going to be on the phone call, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to introduce those people over time in very simple ways. Like, you know, I'm really excited about our call in a week and a half. Just so you know, Natalie is going to be on the call as well. Here's a little bit about Natalie. You can even insert a picture. Personalizing the experience from, the, from your side, like what are you going to be delivering, can be a big part of that. Okay. Um, so, like, the goal is that people start feeling different about that call, okay? Mm. Um, and little transactional emails are certainly the first step. They make it a lot better and more exciting. Okay. So, to jump back to the, the point you made just before the one about when you're talking about introducing other people who are going to be in the meeting. So, yes. going back to the, the first point that you made, um, you gave the example of somebody, if they're, if they're selling, um, you know, coaching service, for example. Yeah. So, I suppose I, I can get my head around it better if I relate it sort of to myself. And I just sort of thought, well, if it was me, so I often get calls booked in to talk about the, the kind of service that I offer. And so I'm thinking I've got one tomorrow morning. Could potentially something I do be maybe to sort of ask people to have a think about their current processes and which areas they perhaps need help with, um, what what they need to offload to get their time back. And I suppose I just started thinking, well, actually, that's getting them thinking more about it, isn't it? And therefore, hopefully, it's sort of further embedding the idea that they need what you have to offer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is a perfect example of raising anticipation, especially for a service like yours that's going to save time. So Mm. instead of getting on a call, a lot of times if we're going to do this kind of call, it's like, hey... It starts with, hey, why don't you tell me about the things you're thinking about that, um, that, uh, you know, that I might be able to help you with or the things that you spend a lot of time doing. And a lot of people haven't thought about that. They're, you know, they haven't made the list. Mm. But it's so much help- more helpful if you say, hey, I know we have the call in a week and a half. And one of the things that you might find really useful to make the most of your time going forward is to track over the next five days you know, two or three tasks that you hope that I might be able to help with and just track how long they're currently taking you. Mm. Because on that call, what I want to discuss is whether I can help 
offload some of that time and earn you some time back so you can better use that time. So, and you can even send them a little tracking worksheet and say, just post it up next to your computer. And anytime you find yourself doing something that annoys the crap out of you, add it to that list and estimate the amount of time it has. Because the first thing we're going to do on that call is review those things. Oh, I feel like we should be paying you for this podcast interview. I feel like I've just got some some really useful information there, some actionable advice for my own business. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's 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 a lot easier than you think. What you're it, it, take take your current first call uh-huh. and try to get rid of all the stuff that is slow and um you know, doesn't give you the answers or insight you need to make a better, more enthusiastic recommendation on the phone call that you're going to have. Absolutely. So, so the, the questions where the client goes, I haven't really thought about that, or I'm not really sure, or, you know, if they start asking questions like, um, you know, what services do you provide? Let me think about those. You're kind of losing the enthusiasm and it's clear that they weren't excited and can't really place how you're going to help them on the call. The goal is to get them to realize before the call how much this is going to help them and how much of an impact it's going to make in their life if they could only solve the problems that you've made them think about all week. Absolutely. And I guess it's um, it's making everything much more efficient as well, isn't it? Because if, if you've got them to explore these things in their own mind, it's going to save an awful lot of time in the meeting or on the call as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you're a coach, maybe, maybe, you know, 10 or 15 minutes of that call might be just talking about their goals and ambitions. Mm. Instead of asking them that immediately when they're on the call, if you can get them thinking about it or give them some concrete ideas of what you need to start a, a useful conversation and say, you know, I want you to think about and write down just on a sticky note, your top three goals for the next one, three, and five years, that we're going to start with that on the call. And I cannot wait to hear your ambition and hopes for the future. So if you can spend just the few minutes it takes to get, to write that down, we're going to have a really great you know first call. Mm. Those things help a lot. Um, the, the other thing you can do is kind of make the assumption that you're already working together. So instead of using words like you and me or, uh, you know, you and us, start using the words we, like, because that raises anticipation in a much different way. It makes the assumption that they've already made the purchase and you're already working together and this is how you're going to work. Mm. So if you can think of the things that differentiate you after a client has signed up with you, can you bring some of those things forward? so that they actually see how you're different Mm. in the way that you're selling the process or project. So it's kind of like giving people a real taste of what it will be like working for you, maximizing that time in between. Absolutely. Yeah. So they already are convinced that they'd be happy working with you and want to work with you when it, before it even gets to the meeting or the call. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, the uh, sorry, I, I have a million of these. I don't Go know if you for want it. To yeah, yeah. I think the more kind uh, of practical like examples, the, the better because yeah. then everybody, regardless of what their background or their business is, can relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the another thing is you can raise curiosity in, the, in your ability to raise anticipation. So one of the keys to getting them really excited is to actually plant some questions in their mind that they need answers to. And they're only going to get answers to on that phone call. So you're going to create what I call a curiosity gap. It's a gap between what they know and what they want to know. 
So, for example, um, a, a lot of people are concerned about pricing. And, you know, if you sell a service and the service is highly customized and they want to know the pricing, one of the early questions they have in their mind and they want to get too fast because neither of us want to waste our time is how much is this going to cost? And so instead of avoiding that question, you can create a curiosity gap by actually showing them what other services that you've provided for other people cost to give them a range even in that anticipation, and then ask them or invite them to say which one of these three, you know, uh, examples that I just gave you feel more like you, because then I can be ready to tell you how much I think it's going to cost for us to work together. And that actually creates a curiosity gap. They see that you provide value and services to other people that range from five pounds to 5,000 pounds or 50,000 pounds, and they know they want to be in there somewhere but they, you're giving them an opportunity to give you some feedback so that you can manage your expectations. And then on the call, say, I know you said your services were similar to you know, Deborah's. Um, and now that we've had this call, I think we're on track. Deborah's you know, in the 5,000 pounds range. I think you're probably more in the 3,500 pound range. We have some things to you know, iron out, but how do you feel about that? It gives you a better, more concrete way to raise anticipation, but also find the things that they're most concerned about and build towards the call instead of giving the answers right out front. Okay, I'm really, yeah, really interested. So with, with giving them the different options, um, do you, does it work a similar way if you provide people with kind of set packages, for example, or do you think this holds extra power because you're actually saying these are actual people that use my services? This is, do you think it gives it more power because of that? Yeah. 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 Well, I think if you like, if you're advertising your prices, let's say you sell a course and the course is 159 pounds a month or whatever, um, or, or you know that course, is, and you're trying to convince them that 159 pounds is worth it, I think you're going to take a different tact. Like, what on the call? You, you need to think about what are the questions that you constantly get on the call that you could answer before they get on the call, so they're more excited about spending the 159 pounds mm. when you get on the call. Um, because to be honest. One of the things you want to be able to do is leverage this process of raising anticipation to either eliminate people that are just going to waste your time. If you can't raise their anticipation and they're not excited about it and all they wanted to do on the call was get you to, to try to convince you to give them a special deal for 59 mm -hmm. pounds because they're not convinced, then you kind of want them to say no. So I have a policy with my business. We call it faster to know. Like we're trying to get people to say no faster so that we don't waste our time with the people that aren't interested or just want a discount. And, and part of that is ensuring that you've answered those questions so that, that when they get on the call, 159 pounds seems cheaper than they thought when they started the, the process. Okay. Yeah. That's a really interesting concept. Yeah. So do you have any other kind of um, little ideas that people could perhaps use in this interim period? Yeah, I think um, I, I think video can be really crucial or uh, important to this. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. I was, was going to say, is it more, the more personal it is? Yeah, I think perhaps, like yeah. if you use a tool like. Um, like Vidyard or Wistia, like there are a lot of simple tools. Some of them are free, like um, Vidyard's uh, Go Video um, platform is free. And, you know, it's just like, there's, it's a basic like free tool that you can use to customize little videos that you send by email. 
And mm. they can be really effective in ensuring that the message feels interpersonal. Like mm. we have to remember that email specifically is a very one-to-one medium. Like it's always you sending it to someone else. And the more you can customize and personalize the message to those people, the, the greater their anticipation of that experience or meeting is going to be. Mm. So taking the time, even if it's a scripted thing, something that you deliver, you know, a hundred times in a week to a hundred different prospects for a hundred different meetings over the course of three weeks. If you can just take the time to create that 30 second video, you using the person's actual first name and, you know, really expressing the three concerns that they might really have in their business. Like those things go a long way to make them feel like, wow, this is going to be different than any other course I've ever signed up for or any other coach I've ever worked with. And I can already see and feel the difference. Absolutely. Those things go a long way. And video is a really easy way to do that. Mm. Um, especially when you're selling yourself. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I suppose yeah. the more we talk about this, the more I think that actually, the, and I don't know whether you agree with this, but I'm sure whether you are um, a service-based or a product-based business and really, you know, whatever industry you're in, I'm sure there is a way that you can implement this, um, this tactic. Yeah, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter if you sell a product or a mm. service. Really, like, um, a bunch of Dutch researchers actually of a few years ago did some research about um, uh, vacations and they asked people for eight weeks before they started their vacation all the way through eight weeks after their vacation, just one simple question. They asked them, how happy are you on a scale of one to 10? And the, the people that were, were doing the survey had no idea that it was a survey about vacations. They were just simply asking them mm-hmm. how happy they are for the total duration of the survey. And what, what turned out was, the, well, let me ask you, are you, are you happier before you go on vacation? <laughs> I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Because <laughs> why? Why? Okay, let me ask you. On a, like, I think I'm going like, to say okay. what I'm not supposed to say. Um, no, don't, no, I'm not trying to plant the idea. Uh, like, yeah, are you happier before, during, or after your vacation? Because me, personally, I worry about it yeah. all. And then for the first 12 okay. hours of winter holiday, I'm still worried. I'm like, where are we? I'm anxious. Weird. Yeah. And then I really enjoy myself for the rest of the holiday. So I'm possibly an anomaly. No, that's right. No, that's, that's okay. Some people are happiest <laughs> during their vacation. But... The truth is, the vast yeah. majority of people are happiest for up to eight weeks before yeah, the vacation. Completely, yeah, because, completely, yeah. Yeah, they're anticipating yeah. what it's going to look like, and they're anticipating. They've seen the pictures on and the website, right? Scenarios so, in their head, and they can visualize it. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And then when you get there, the expectation never matches the anticipation you built in your mind. And obviously after the vacation, you're back in the thick of things. So it's not as exciting. And there certainly are people that are happier to get home. Like I get it. But the vast majority of people are happiest before the vacation, which means if you're like, imagine if you book hotel rooms, if you want to make people more excited about their vacation, you actually need to raise anticipation even higher Mm. than they have it. 
So like if you're going to send a gift or get them excited about their vacation, it's not about the moments they check in necessarily. It's more about raising higher anticipation than they even have and then make sure that you're delivering on the expectations that they have set. I think that's that's the key, isn't it? It's making sure that they're, once you set those expectations and, and you know the anticip- anticipations up there, it's making sure that they're not disappointed, isn't it? Yeah. I think people put too much emphasis on the managing expectations and meeting yeah. them. Because think of it this way. If I get you to, let's say just your natural anticipation for a vacation gets you from a 50 to a 70 on that scale of enthusiasm. You've booked the room and now you're about to leave for vacation. And I ask you, how excited are you about this vacation? You say seven out of 10. I cannot wait to get on the beach, right? Now, let's say the hotel did two things that got you to a 90, Mm -hmm. okay? Now, I'm walking into the hotel and I'm at a 90. Now, let's just say that the experience is exactly the same for those two people. One came in as a 70, one came in as a 90. And let's say the experience doesn't meet their expectations and they both drop 40 points. That means that one of them dropped from a 70 to a 30 and one dropped from a 90 to a 50. Now, neither of them had their expectations met. And we know that for a vacation, it is impossible to meet the expectations of the picture they've painted in their head. Mm. You will never get them to that level. But because you raised their anticipation, you got the one person to a 50 and one person to a 30 who you didn't raise anticipation for. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. The the higher you raise anticipation before they have the first experience, the more happy the average customer will be. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So stop worrying about whether your expectations measure Mm. up to the the anticipation you've built. The goal is to get them so excited that no matter what the expectation is that you meet, that the experience gives them a better feeling because they were so excited walking into it. Boom. There you go. <laughs> the, the, I, think, I think the last thing, I don't remember, I don't know how much time we have left, Natalie. I don't know if you're timing this or, or what. Yeah, we've, we've but, got a few more minutes. Is there something uh, else you want to? Well, I, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say that um, a big piece of this, a big piece of ensuring that this works is also making sure that the meeting you deliver um, maximizes the enthusiasm. Like you yourself have to be excited about that meeting Mm -hmm. um, because you have to remember that if you've built this right, like most meetings that I have start at a 50, you know, it's like they're coming out of another meeting. It's like, oh crap, I have this meeting. Like I, I wanted to eat lunch and get a yogurt, but I didn't have time. You know, this is what people's mental state is. But if you've built enough into anticipation, like those people will come to the meeting early, even if it's a Zoom meeting. Mm. They'll be like, I cannot wait. Like I got my yogurt. I canceled my previous <laughs> meeting because I'm so excited about this, right? And if you show up to that meeting, like it's just another meeting, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're already dropping the expectation. So you need to be really cognizant Uh, about the fact that they're coming with a renewed enthusiasm for this meeting and you need to be as excited about the service you offer as they are supposed to be. So you need to be enthusiastic and be really, really excited about it. And don't let that first 30 minute meeting be a disappointment because you raised anticipation so high. You have to pitch with enthusiasm and be so excited about the fact that they are there because you got them excited. Amazing. Amazing. So I'm going to ask you in a second to um, tell people where they can find out 
more of your amazing thoughts, <laughs> all of this that goes in in your head. But before you do, yeah. I'm just going to ask you a surprise question. Oh, no. I did this on the um, on the last podcast interview I did. I'm going to ask you what you're going to have for your tea tonight. Oh man, well we don't in the U.S. I don't drink as much tea as. <gasps> Dinner, dinner, dinner. So I mean, mm. yeah, yeah, okay. tea, dinner, supper. Uh, I don't, we're probably, we, so I live in South Florida and I happen to be home right now. So we'll probably grill something outside like chicken oh. and potatoes or something like that. I'll take a picture so you can oh. add it to the post. If you could, that would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just always love oh, to hear about what people well, are eating. Uh, Everything comes back yeah, to food for I me. Hear you. <laughs> Well, if it, like those are the kinds of things that make these meetings fun and exciting too. So don't forget exactly your, your, like yeah. your personality in the meetings you're making, and don't forget um, about physical mail. Like we rely a lot on digital stuff, but if you send yeah. a little, you know, hey, hey, can't wait for our meeting, handwritten note to someone. Wow, that raises anticipation as well. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Will you tell people where they can find you online and about your amazing videos that you're doing as well, please? Yes, I should tell everybody that Natalie helps me with my videos every week. I do uh, the Loyalty Loop is my video series that I do. Uh, I launch it on YouTube every single Wednesday at 3 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) Natalie has to help me out here. Uh, 3 p.m. U.S. time, which we think is 7 p.m. GMT. <laughs> if you're in the UK, uh, you can find them on YouTube. You can sign up for my emails so you get the loyalty loop email every week um, at akadrewdavis.com, uh, which is my website. And uh, I'm trying to get better and better at using Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram at Drew Davis here. Um, and yeah, you can email me or direct message me there. Any questions you have, let me know. And if anyone's excited about raising anticipation, I'll do a video. Uh, loyalty loop video about it yeah that would be good we should also say that although you speak all over the world on many many stages you are coming to atomicon yes andrew and pete's event yes andrew and pete have invited me to be part of atomicon 2020 and i don't know when this podcast is coming out you probably missed the flash sale which is which ends in like 48 hours but i watched the video from this this year's event it looked amazing i I know you went natalie yes it was amazing and next year is going to be phenomenal yeah it's going to be great so if you if you're a if you're a solopreneur or you work on your own uh you know or or you're a coach or if if you do any of those things you should probably be part of atomicon it looks awesome definitely definitely well thanks again and enjoy your grilled chicken later yeah, definitely. What are you having for tea? I didn't get that. Uh, roast chicken, not on oh. the grill, uh, in the mm. in the oven in the that sounds really good UK style because it's about minus five degrees here. So <laughs> I'll be cooking it with roast potatoes and gravy. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, enjoy. And I might have a glass of red wine with it as well. Yeah, I'll definitely be doing that. That it yeah. sounds like your roast chicken is your one hot thing this week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you very much, Drew. Thank you. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.